everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads, the only podcast on the whole entire internet, the, the whole thing. That's True. dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, which is... Advanced Squad Leader. Advanced Squad I Leader. I am Dave. I'm Jeff. And thanks to Multiman Publishing, we're here for yet another episode. This is episode 239. Wow. Is that right? Yep. Go on. Yep. yep. Got to get to two, 250 soon. Yeah, it's coming boy, right oh up. Boy, oh boy, oh yeah. boy, oh boy. Yeah. And then 251. It continues from there. Maybe forever. Who knows? Maybe so. So it's good to be back. And Dave, good to see you. Good you're, to see you, you're Jeff. You're looking well. What's going on? Um, well, Monday, uh, while you were gone, I tried to get to Rush Hospital to do the checkup. Remember, I'm in a study for my heart. Oh, I'd forgotten you were Screen. in a screen. Yeah, they want to like follow me for years. Mm, and see how long you live. And... <laughs> yes, and I think to them I'm only a statistic. Well. To you, I'm a real human being. You're, yes, and very handsome. <laughs> So they had me scheduled last November, and that fell through why, on why their they... end. Because they said, well, we don't have your referrals. I said, well, I'll get them. I'll call. And then when I call, okay. I said, yeah, yeah, they'll have them. I'll be able to get them. And then they were like, well, well, we can't get you into the Echo anyway. So we'll move it back. So we moved it back to January. And then they said, we don't have your referrals for the doctor or the echocardiogram. So... Did you drive all the way down there to find this? Oh, out? yeah, that's part of the that's story. That's a long drive. Yeah. So we they said we're canceling your echo and then the doctor will call you cuz they don't have a referral for that and I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute." So I called the doctor. They're like, "Oh, yeah, we put it in the 6th of January." That was many days ago, and I said, "Well, I need these like Monday." And she's like, "My doctor's person." We'll call her Amy, was like, well, I might be in tomorrow. I'll be in tomorrow. I could check with them and let you know, or Monday morning. So then I called back Rush, Rena, and said, hey, I'm going to get these, I believe. I don't know what you want to do here. They said they put it in back. I put it in in December for the change up. And they didn't submit it till January because there's a new health merger on my health group. Emerge with another group, so we have a new group number on the oh insurance card. God. So, Amy, so Rena's like, Well, I'll hold the slot for you for the echo. Then, well, let's do this. You just call first thing Monday and say you're coming with referrals or you're not, right? So, Saturday, Amy's not in the office to get the referrals, and plus, they're closed, I'm sure, anyway. Then, Laura, I get up Monday morning early. We're both making phone calls. I'm calling the referral place itself, like not Blue Cross, but like their person that does it for the doctors and for Blue Cross, and they're closed till 830. I'm like, oh, this is just not going to work out today. And then Amy does call me from the doctor's office. She got through to the people because she's a professional, so they answer the phone for her before they're open. Yeah, we got them. I'm faxing them over to these four numbers I have for Rush Hospital. Oh, great. Everything's a go. Yeah, it's a go. It's great. Get in the car. We're driving in. I call, I call Rena before we leave. Hey, we're coming. So everything's a go. And then I call again in the car. I haven't heard back from you, Rena. We're 10, 15 minutes away. We're coming. We got these referrals. You should be getting them. I told this Amy girl to call you, too. 
and make sure she got the right numbers to fax it in. And then no answer from her. And so then Laura's like, maybe you better call the Echo Diagnostics. So I call. Oh, no, she, no one held anything for you. We're booked up. I'm like, well, I am five minutes away, and this is your screw-up, and you need to get me in. Uh, well, we have a 10 o'clock appointment over there at that other brush on, on uh, Michigan Avenue. There's a whole other oh, building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we'll take it. Well, I need your authorization number. I'm like, I don't got an authorization number. They sent these referrals in. Isn't that enough? And and then Laura's calling a doctor, my doctor again, Amy, trying to get her and say, fax it to this new place, right? Make sure they have that in the new place. And then I'm calling the people to get an authorization number. And Siri's trying to tell us to turn left. This is all going on at the same time while oh we're driving. God. And it's 10 o'clock, and we're pulling right in front. We got a parking spot, luckily. Pay the meter. I get the number. I'm writing it down as we're running down the street. Run in there. Go, hey, we got the 10 o'clock slot. We want it. Oh, no, there's no slot anymore. <sighs> and then we're like, oh. So we, he goes, go to checkout. So at checkout, like, here's what's happening. Can you get us in? And she's like, well, oh, I see the referral. It just came in. Oh, yeah, but there's no slot. Well, we could probably cram you in. What's the the number, authorization number? So I give her this big, long number. I'm like, so this is going to work, right? And she's like, oh, sure, yeah. And then he calls Dave. And I run in, and they hook me up, and we start. And then his phone rings, his cell phone. And I'm like, this is not going to be good. And he's like, really, seriously? Okay, I'll tell him. No, your authorization number doesn't work. They don't have any record of this. And he's like, do you want to pay for this? Or do you want us to pull you and just pretend like we didn't start? I'm like, just pull me. I said, I'm so sorry. I can't believe this. They have the referrals. I had an authorization number. We got back out there. Their computer system wasn't recognizing this new medical group. And then we were on the phones still for another hour. You know, 12 calls dropped multiple times while on hold, mm. calling the wrong department. No, mm-hmm. you need this department. No, you need that department. Oh, Laura I and I that. both are on the phone. Yeah. Like, we got to make this happen. We got a one o'clock doctor appointment, you know, or with the with the uh, people for the survey, the, the study. And no, it just didn't go. And eventually, yeah, it didn't go. So it was a total fiasco. So <laughs> we went to a Chinese restaurant. Ah, local. If you know where the walking feet are in Chicago, this giant sculptures of walking yeah. feet, right at Kitty Corner from that, I highly recommend it. You turned that frown upside down. We, we did. I admire that. We you, got Dave. lemons and we made lemonade. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Non-alcoholic for Laura. But it does make you wonder about that, you know, about the medical system. And it's it's not... It's not. It's nobody's fault. It's just so complicated. It's somebody's fault. It's nobody's fault. <laughs> Other than they just keep changing things. They well, keep changing systems, and every yeah. time I, it's almost every time I see my doctor, it's like we're yeah, we got this new system, new computer system, again. Really? It was the changing Another of the one? medical group. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why they waited till the sixth of January to put it through. Yeah. So anyway, I guess the status now is the woman sent me the information to fill in for the study, and they're talking now as to whether they can get me up there or if they can approve me to get just have it done down here. I'd rather have it done at Northwest Community Hospital. They have to put air bubbles through my heart. 
to see if they go through the hole that's been plugged. Ah. Yeah. Wow. So the last time the guy was doing it with the echo and the air bubbles, and I'm like, aren't air bubbles in your bloodstream yeah. supposed to be <laughs> yeah, a really bad thing? That's what I thought, too. I didn't want to say anything just now because <laughs> I, I didn't want to upset you, but, yeah, that's not good. It's like, here, we're going to put boulders on your chest and see how many you can take. So that was wow. my fun adventure. Yeah. Teaching's going well. I, I, I had to do Shakespeare sonnets, which I've never studied. Ah. So the other ALA teacher, Advanced Language Arts, would come bring her 20 kids into my room, 25 kids, 30 kids, and we'd cram them all in, and she would teach the lesson, analyzing the sonnets. I would take a picture of it, and then in the afternoon from my, my other ALA class, I would repeat the lesson. Oh. And what the kids liked about this, I was very honest with them. I said, you know, I teach that Kill a Mockingbird and the literature fine, and but the grammar stuff, but I, I don't know sonnets, man, at all. But I was excited learning about these things. And two girls even said, you know, I think we're going to miss you. You're like so excited about this stuff. <laughs> I said, well, I'm realizing that Shakespeare was pretty much a genius. You know, the sonnets are pretty accessible, I think. They are, really? but yes, yeah. You we're teaching them to work their way through them. Yeah, you define your words, you check your punctuation because it tells you where a sentence ends. You, you know, you look for similes and metaphors and all this stuff, and then you rewrite it. They're always having them rewrite it in their own words. Oh, so yeah, it was pretty pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. And then we st- we're starting. Jekyll and Hyde, Gothic literature. Oh. So that day they walked in, I played, you know, the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack on mm. the world's greatest organ. It's on YouTube. It's not the na na na, you know, whatever the phantom music, but it was all like spooky. And when they walked in, I'm blasting this. And then I'm like, oh no, they all got seated, and then I hit play really loud. And I was like, boys and girls, we have no more Shakespearean sonnets for you. Oh, no, it's going to be very scary now. <laughs> and did this whole routine. And in the afternoon, I just talked more like Dracula, and uh, it was fun. So they're all, like, used to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I am got to admit I'm enjoying it, so. Be careful. Be careful what you wish for. They're so cute. I love them so much, Jeff. Oh just so, they just are like eighth grade kids. I mean, it's, I yeah. know it's a weird thing, but I like eighth grade kids, unless they're jerks. Yeah. So, so I like half of them. Yeah. And remember, I, I got the good kids. Good. Not a bad deal for me. Good. Well, it's, it's good. It seems like all my social studies ter- teachers affected me. I don't know if it was the, it, you know, the, they were... All, almost all of them were passionate about the topics yeah, and, uh, and really we're good doing... teachers, and they all made everything sound like war. They were everything was war. It's all Even a the... struggle for power. Yeah, that's the way we that's I all teach it. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing the Great Depression for the social studies mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. two social studies classes. Yeah. So I love doing that too. Yeah. What money is, and it's all it's all fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, if only you could teach him. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Hey, guy. Hey. Jeff, I didn't know you got a new dog. Got a new dog, yeah. Wow. Hey. What's your name, boy? Fluffy. Fluffy? His name is Fluffy. Hey there. Wow. He's a good boy. Sit down, Fluffy. So, yeah. Um, stop, that's that's stop what's up with me lately. Line. Anything else up with you besides the new dog? <laughs> no, really nothing. 
all good. I'm going to the doctor on Friday for my checkup, which is always fun. I don't have my big checkup till the end of February. I won't ask you to go with me on that one again. Now you won't need to. I'm pretty used to it now. I should be teaching, but I could take a day. I think it's on my birthday. I think it's going to be on February 28th that I oh. go. Oh, I might be done then. And or wait, is that a weekday? Yeah, yeah. It's a fr- it'll be a Friday. Oh, that'll be like That's my last day of me. teaching. Yeah. And these these are fun and because I'm getting uh, tested for bladder cancer. And so that they have to look yes, in there. This is so they take fun. a camera. <laughs> They, and this is, it sounds like something out of a Stephen King novel, but they take a camera and they put it somewhere where you wouldn't think a camera would fit. It's kind of like, no. if you imagine like a tank with an 88 millimeter gun on it, okay? Uh-huh. And then you stick a camera down the barrel of the aviator. And the, it's kind of funny because the last time I was in there, uh, the nurse came in. Oh, bless you. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, I don't know what we're feeding him, but uh-huh. gives him. I, I think he's hearing you talk about the <laughs> camera going somewhere strange. So I was, last time I was in there, I was, I was in there and you have to get properly dressed for this occasion. And the nurse came in to prepare me. And with, so with like an elastic thing or a well, stretcher, she's got, a stretching machine. She's got these swabs of iodine. And so she's, and I'll continue with the tank metaphor. So she's swabbing my 88 millimeter (laughs) with iodine and talking to me about her dogs. (laughs) And she suddenly stops and said, says, you know, you look familiar. And I thought, this is the weirdest thing that's happened to me lately. (laughs) She said, no, seriously, your your other life. You look familiar. And I thought, which part? Like my, the 88 millimeter or the, I don't know, 88 millimeters. That's not really very. Does very she long, listen to the half squats? Is that? I know. She recognized my socks, actually, because I was wearing uh, <laughs> socks with whales on them. I've got these colorful socks. So, yeah, that's always uh, oh, that's always an interesting thing. They put the camera in there. They, they look all around. But, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and the, the the other weird thing is the standard protocol for treating certain kinds of bladder cancer is to, they take a catheter and they stick it in your 88 millimeter and then they put in, and this is the weirdest thing, they put in a, a tuberculosis vaccine. Oh. Who came up with this idea? And then, so they pour in this tuberculosis vaccine and then you got to hold it for two hours. Oh. Like an enema. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just weird. So, I mean we both have our little medical things, don't we? Yes. But we're still here, mm-hmm. and we're still playing ASL. Yep, and, and we're going strong. And doggone it, we're going to keep it up. We are. Son of a gun. So why don't we talk about that? We should particular game. Well, first of all, this show is brought to you by our sponsors, like oh. Bounding Fire Productions. Can I say I love Bounding Fire Productions? You can say I love, love Bounding, Bounding Fire, Fire Productions. They just make me feel all good. And if you haven't been to BoundingFireProductions.com lately, you should go check it out because it's a great website. You're going to go there. You're going to look at a bunch of stuff that you don't have. Onslaught door You're going to start feeling bad about yourself, fear of missing out. You're going to be depressed. And 
then you're going to order something and then you're going to feel better. Corregidor. Then they're going to bring stuff. The mailman's going to bring it to your house. Could be Operation Schmidt. Oh, Operation Schmidt. Blood and Jungle. Into the Rubble 2. I thought they had a new thing they were working on, too. Well, the newest was the Corregidor. Yes. Yeah. Re-releasing Onslaught to Orsha. That's a re-release. That's the second version of that. That should be very interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Bounding Fire Productions. Thank you, Bounding Fire Productions, for supporting the two half squads. We love you. Head to toe. And now it's time for rules slash quiz show rules. We're waiting for a theme song from Dennis. And this is where normally the theme song would appear, so sit back, if you will, and just think of a theme song. And it is the where we left off defensive fire notes. Do you remember, Jeff? I don't remember exactly where we left off. No, I is do. that what you're asking me? Do you know me? why I remember? Because I wrote a big green, we got to here oh, okay. across well, my documents. Brilliant. And that meant, meant we covered rule 8.1 to 8. Point something else. Let me just bring it up here. We're picking up with... Give me that rule number again. And we're, I think it looks like we're around 8.22. Okay. Thank you. 8.221, 8.223-ish. So a unit can be attacked by residual fire only once per location. And there's some exceptions to that, Jeff. When... Wait. <laughs> already screwed up my notes. A unit can be attacked by residual firepower only once per location. Right. When? Whenever a unit moves into that location. Yes. And if, since that first residual firepower attack... Or makes a movement of some kind in that location, right? So it it could be other actions that are movement-related actions. Yes. Yeah. And if the residual firepower increases in strength or the unit is subject to more negative die rolls, it can be attacked again, actually by that same residual firepower also upon the further movement point expenditures. Yeah, so you probably don't want to do that. Correct. So resist that. Some things are simultaneously expended. Can you think of examples? When you expend, you do an action and you say two to do this. Well, I suppose if you're like setting a DC. Those are the ones that are separate activities. Oh, they are. Okay. Well, with movement. Sorry. So... Like entering a building costs... Cost two. That's a simultaneous. Yeah, okay. I got you. I got you. And even, and I thought this might not be simultaneous, crossing a wall and entering the open ground hex. Two, one for the wall, one for the open ground. You would only get hit once with the resid. Okay, so that's a simultaneous. Yeah. Eight for a truck to ascend a crest line going up the hill. Yeah. Eight movement points, just one attack. Okay. But the separate activities are the ones with the smoke grenades, uh, sending the DC yeah. support weapon recovery. So question is, does residual firepower attack before or after any activity like placing smoke grenades and the recovery and the ser- searching and so on? Happens before. Actually, after. Get out of town. Get yeah. out. Because... 
if you are placing the smoke grenades, it will not stop you from doing that activity. Ah, okay. That's interesting. I'm sure they have a reason for that. Yes, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Does okay, an attack good. versus a pillbox <laughs> leave residual firepower in the pillbox location or in the non-pillbox location of the hex? I'm going to say non-pillbox location. Correct. Unless the attack could affect the entire hex, like spraying fire or area fire. Okay. 8.221. Is residual firepower gained for an attack by a malfunctioning weapon? So you shoot the machine gun, it breaks. Uh, no. No is correct. Indeed. How about if a unit, oh, by, um, would it be placed, would residual firepower be gained by a unit that makes a small arms attack original 12 die roll? While suffering from ammo shortage. Oh, that's never going to happen. Who cares? Who cares what the rule is? That's never going to happen. That happens. Oh, it does? Okay. Uh, Boxcars, while having ammo shortage, do you leave resid? I'm going to say no. You are correct. You do not leave resid. I'd be so happy. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. little guy. Yeah, we got a little guy, too. We got two dogs. Oh, do they get along well together? Um, for the most part. Yeah, quiet, Fifi. <laughs> I thought it was Fluffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fifi's the little one. Yes, Fifi's the little one. It's Fifi and Fluffy. Oh. Does his residual... Are attacks by residual firepower subject to malfunction? So the machine gun shot the resid in there. Yeah. Guys are running through there taking the resid. Boom, 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 boom. If you roll boxcars on the resid, does that malfunction the machine gun that left the resi residual? Give me a hint here, Dave. Okay. He's shaking his head. He's looking at me kind of like, you, mm. you idiot. That's a no. That's a no. Okay. Um, Thank you. By by a unit that, oh, is it gained? Is fire, is, no, I did that one. Sorry. Are, does residual firepower affect an AFV collaterally versus any vulnerable passengers, riders, crew? So, you know, you're all sitting on the tank and it rides through the resid. Does that affect the passengers, riders, crew? Yes. Yes, it does. Snapshot, 8.223. A snapshot, does it leave resid? No. No is correct. Yeah. Do residual firepower attacks cower if you roll snake eyes on a residual firepower attack? Do residual firepower attacks? Yes. Sorry, no. Oh, can I change my answer? Only if you start ringing in. Okay. <laughs> no. We... <laughs> no. <laughs> Correct. Once placed, residual firepower is never halved or reduced for any ah, reason. right. Of course. Including ah, right. dashing yeah. or at concealed targets, too. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just go with it straight up. Now, rate of fire. When does a rate of fire weapon leave residual firepower? All the time, unless it breaks or it keeps its rate. Yeah, it can. So I can shoot at the first hex, get, leave resid, and get rate. 
and shoot at the next hex and leave Resid and get rate and keep going? No. No. That's too much residual firepower. Yeah. So it only leaves it when you're choosing to end the shooting or loss of rate. Yes. For if, example. If, if you change locations for what you're shooting at, then it doesn't leave Resid. Right. Yeah. Correct. So example, I wrote down the example from the book. A four, six, seven squad and a medium machine gun make a nine firepower defensive first fire attack versus a unit in the open ground. Color die roll of the IFT is less than or equal to two. To retain his multiple rate of fire for the machine gun, the German player opts to leave no resid with the machine gun, but the squad can still leave his two firepower in that hex. Yes. Yes. Brain fire. Any squad gun, this is a teaching, or machine gun allowed to place residual firepower may place an appropriate residual firepower in each of the affected locations for using spraying fire. It does go into both, even where no enemy unit is present. This is always that trick, right, with the tanks coming at you, which I have to remember for this upcoming Korean game this Saturday. Um, when the tanks are trying to overrun you or do that freeze move, mm-hmm. shoot your... IFT, your rifles, at the tank. You're thinking you won't stop it, but you can leave Resid. Yeah. So when the infantry come running in to melee you, oh, yeah. they have to take the Resid on the good. way in. And you can even, if you can do spraying fire, lay it in two hexes. Two hexes. And it's your only kind I, of I like that about you know? I like that about spraying fire, because you can leave Resid in two hexes, yeah. which is... Can an ordnance weapon leave residual firepower? You fire the big cannon, the 88. (laughs) First, you got to swab it down. Uh, And it blows up with a big old 12 shot. I hope not. Wow. Is that a 16 shot? I don't know. Does it leave resid? Yes. It does. What if you intensifier that gun? No. That's correct. Which I forget that all the time, I guess. It seems like if it hits and blows up, it should leave Resid. I guess you can't with intensive fire. Hmm. Uh, what about armor piercing ammo? No. Leave? No. No. Just shells, right? Yeah. How about a Panzer Faust or a Panzer Shrek? No. PFK. No, no, no Resid nope, on those. No Resid on those. So. Because those only fire one time. Yeah, it's a limited... So it doesn't really make sense that it would have residual. Yeah, limited scope weapon, so... Um, The effect of die roll modifiers. Did you know that each positive die roll modifier caused by conditions outside the target hex, like, I guess, smoke, grain, would reduce the amount of firepower left? Yes. By how much per plus... So if it's plus one, what happens to the... Resid left. Let's say you're supposed to leave an eight. Uh, it halves it, I think, doesn't goes it? goes down one column. Oh, one column. Oh, yes, right. One column. And remember, yeah, fire yeah. resid is like, goes 12, 8, 6, 4, four two, 2, 1. 1, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, does that include CX? Your troop is CX, and he shoots. That's a plus one on him. Does that lower the resid? Uh, the firing squad is ZX? Yeah. Does that lower the resid? I think it does. It does. It goes down one column, I doesn't think it? I, I think yeah. I always forget that. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. What if you got the plus one for button up on the cannon that shot? 
Don't know. The answer is yes. It does. Okay. Yeah. What if you're stunned? Yes. Yeah. What if you have a plus one leader? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I forget all those things. Does that include hide advantage plus one? I'm going to say yes. I would too, but it's no. Oh, okay. Now they're making it complicated, yeah. aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, LV hindrance die rolls like night <sighs> or dusk. No. No. They're making it complicated. Sorry. Well, let me get caught up. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I've been forgetting. <laughs> oh. Oh. I think Fifi. She doesn't like the bell ringing. Yeah. That must be it. Um, that gets us to, well, I'll read this. Example. A six fire power resid counter is flipped over to the four side for a plus one die roll modifier changed to a two for a plus two die roll modifier. Exceptions, fire lanes. So, do negative die roll modifiers affect the amount of residual firepower in the hex? What if you got a negative? Neg two open ground. Do I increase my resid? No. No. Exception, air bursts. Oh. The neg one for... Yes. Mortar coming in the woods is an egg one that you can up the resid, which I think I also forget all the time. Gets us to subsequent first fire, 8.3. Uh, before you get there, mm -hmm. let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Does a covered arc change die roll modifier reduce the residual firepower placed? Covered arc change... Die roll modifier. <laughs> so you change your covered arc and fire. Bless you. Uh, I'm allergic to dogs. Yeah, oh, sorry. Fluffy is hypoallergenic, but Fifi sheds like a mofo. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Okay, sorry. Covered arc change, plus one. Fire my cannon. No. Yes is the answer. Ah, oh. about that. Subsequent first fire. Does a throne DC? Where are you finding these? Oh, I have. How did my I not sources. have these in my notes? Does a throne DC leave residual firepower in both the target and the thrower's locations? Oh, shimony. Does a throne DC leave residual firepower no. in both the target and the thrower locations? Neither. Yes. No. That is it's wild. Not, oh, throne DC. Throne. That happens during like the movement phase. That's not that's the right. place. That's right. So yes. Okay. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, how often wild. do you throw a DC? Uh, well. But it has happened. I'm sure I haven't left for doesn't, doesn't logically make sense to me. I'm Because it sure seems like it just blows up briefly. That's what it seems like. But, but. Okay. You just mentioned uh, airburst. So, uh -huh. residual firepower with an air burst is increased by one column. Yes. But when it's resolved versus infantry, does the plus one TEM of the woods apply too? Oh, boy. Somebody thought this through. No. Yes. The minus one TEM for air burst is already accounted for by the increase of residual fire, firepower by one column. 
Uh, that's the mm-hmm. I'm reading the answer here. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about this like I like this <laughs> like I really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the answer here. That was answered in the ASL annual '96. Oh, going back. Subsequent first fire. Yes. Who fires it? Um. Well, a defending infantry unit. Mm-hmm. Already marked with a first fire. Right. You can shoot again. Is it full firepower or is area fire? It's area fire. Yep. Can such fire leave residual? Subsequent? Yes. Yep. But if using a machine gun, IFE, it's treated as sustained fire and penalized accordingly. Machine guns, I think, fire at half if it's sustained fire. Right. So may subsequent first fire. Oh, only small arms, machine guns, and IFE can be used as a subsequent first fire. Yeah. Okay. So no. So no guns yeah, or things with. Yeah. yeah. Um, may subsequent first fire be attempted against any target at a range greater than that to the closest armed known enemy unit? That's a loaded question. Any? No. No, they cannot has to be near. Can it, you fire subsequent outside your normal range? Uh, oh, um, yeah. Uh, no. Oh, really? So, okay. yeah, you're used to the mechanic of I fire, my range is four, I fire seven hexes away, guy comes closer. No, you can fire subsequent only if it's in your normal range. Okay. So you got to wait till he gets to within four hexes. Yeah. Is it movement point dependent also? Does subsequent... Yes. Resid? Yeah. Now, whenever a unit uses subsequent first fire, it must use all machine guns, IFE, in its possession up to the unit's normal operational capabilities as subsequent first fire or forfeit their use for the remainder of the player turn. It's true. May a squad split its usable inherent firepower from the machine gun during subsequent first fire then? Yes. No. No, because we just said whenever it uses subsequent. Oh yes, it's it got to fire. Must all. use all machine gun. Which I'm not sure I do it's, that. It do I must do use that? all machine guns in its possession as a subsequent first fire or forfeit their use for the remainder of the turn. Oh, exception, final protective fire. Yeah, right. So you can't subsequent fire your rifles here and then your machine gun there. I no, I, under, I understand that. I, I knew you couldn't do, do we, that. Do we not but... do that? I guess we don't. I. But what they're saying is, if you fire it at all, it's got to be all the machine guns? Yeah, if you fire sub or forfeit their use for the remainder of the yeah. player turn. Oh, okay. So it could you could not. If you didn't but it have... Means, but it, so you could just use one machine gun, let's say. But then you can't use the, any uh, other firepower for anything else. Yes, another machine gun. You can only... It's, so really what they're saying is you can only subsequent one time. Unless it's final protective fire. I think they are saying that. Yeah. Why didn't they just say that? I don't know. Okay. A multiple rate of fire weapon cannot be fired more than once per subsequent first fire attack. If a unit or any support weapon... Yeah. So, like, in prep fire, you can keep firing the rate of fire weapon. Subsequent fire, they're moving at you, so I don't get to shoot and have rate and hit them again and again and again in that space. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it's saying. Final protective fire. If uh, before we go on, mm-hmm. can I ask a few questions about subsequent? You may. Can a squad 
subsequent fire a machine gun outside the IFP range of the squad, but within the normal range of the machine gun. Outside the what range? Outside the IFP range. What's IFP? Intensive Fire Productions? Yeah, so, again, can the squad subsequent uh, first fire a machine gun outside the range of the squad, but within the normal range of the machine gun? I'm going to say no. It's yes. It can, yeah. It can. Okay. Um, let me see. Can a unit drop its concealment to void a possible subsequent first fire attack after the declaration to subsequent first fire has been announced by the defending player? Can a unit drop its concealment to void a possible subsequent first fire attack? No. No. Okay. Once it's called, you did the thing, yeah. Yeah. If a support weapon weapon is not capable of subsequent first fire, for example, ordnance, can it fire versus an adjacent or same hex unit as final fire during the defensive fire phase if marked with first fire? I pulled that one right out of the hat. But yes. No. I didn't hear the question, actually. Yeah, really? That was I was a petting the dog here. That was a Yeah, he's Fluffy's a good... Fluffy's nice. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. You want to take him home and... Uh, won't you try him? Take him home and fry him? Maybe. Pet yeah. Fifi You here. like dogs. Fifi. Oh, Fifi. Fifi's not friendly, Jeff. Down, Fifi. You got to get on Down, her good Fifi. side. Here, give her these bacon bits. Here, dog. Yeah. You're not a dog person, I can tell. I, well, sometimes. <laughs> you can't show fear. That's my problem. Yeah, that's it. I always show fear. They can smell it. Especially those little ones. They're very scary. Yeah. Protective, final protective fire. Yes. Who can shoot it? Uh, well, you can... You def, uh, Defending infantry. Yeah, yes. defending infantry while they're... In that, if in they're already... Phase, they have to be already marked with, with a final fire counter. They already shot, huh? Yeah, so they, so they can do the final protective fire. So it's yeah. a subsequent first fire thing. And they use their rifles and small arms to attack yet again. So who can be attacked? Well, the, the unit far they're away attacking, or someone close. No, they have to be adjacent. Mm -hmm. Or same moving ground unit, same hex. Or same hex. Yeah, coming in your hex. Yeah. It could be a final protective fire. When do they fire? Well, when During the unit the expends the movement. Movement. Yeah. All usable machine guns teaching uh, possessed by the unit must be fired and are subject to sustained fire penalties, which is like half, and I think the... The breakdown break number goes number. up, I think. Yeah, right. May a unit using final protective fire, may it form a fire group with units not using final protective. So no. you have a guy who no. guy no. who hasn't no. shot no. yet. No, no, no. No, it's yes. So you have oh. a guy who hasn't shot yet. And I, you have a guy I was so sure. Who hasn't shot yet and a guy who's already final fire. Uh. And he, they move adjacent. He does his final protective and that guy can do his first fire. Ah, uh, Dio mio. Yeah. The negative effects only affect the uh, guy using the final protective fire, right. which is a combination of area fire yep. and always point blank. 
because you said it has to be adjacent. Yes. Is there risk to the firer? I'm using final protective fire. Adjacent guys keep coming. I keep shooting. Uh, yeah. Isn't there a morale check going on there? Yes, there yeah. is. You use the immediately after normally resolving the attack versus the moving unit. The fire's original die roll is modified only by leadership and used as a normal morale check against the firing unit. Yeah. So you better fire low to survive that. Yeah, there's some morale risk. Check. There's some risk there. Whenever a casualty morale check or like boxcars or heat of battle applies to this normal morale check and there's two units firing final protective fire at once, you just use random selection. Okay. Is the target of the final protective fire attack attacked normally even if the final protective fire guy who shoots die roll breaks him? Does yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. He's attacked normally. He's, right. Is there a limit to the number of final protective fire attacks a unit can make? Guys, keep coming around them. Keep coming around them. I don't think so. No. It's crazy. Yeah. You can keep shooting. Yeah. Yeah, until you break your morale. Yeah. It's frustrating when your opponent <laughs> keeps rolling low. On yeah. Um, other than the number of moving units and the movement factors they expend, of course, moving adjacent. Uh, any machine gun, IFE, possessed by a unit using final protective fire, you mark them with a final fire counter, regardless of its rate of fire, even if it had not previously fired during the movement phase. So It just goes yeah. right to final fire. Yeah. yeah, units broken by the final protective fire in a location containing enemy are eligible to route. So if they're coming in your hex and you final protective fire and you break them... You're eligible to route, or you break, you're eligible to route during the route phase. Okay. You can leave the hex. After a triple point blank fire, final protective fire attack, however, all non-mailing occupants of the location, co-occupants, are both marked with a CC to show they're not yet in melee. Oh, I'm right. I'm bad with my CC counters. Yeah. You, know, you should mark them with a CC. Right. They're not technically in melee. There are restrictions as we finish up here. Um, a unit eligible to use triple point blank fire versus a known enemy unit cannot use final protective fire versus an adjacent unit. So they enter your hex. you got to shoot at the dudes entering the hex, not at someone adjacent. Exception to that is if the guys in your hex are unarmed or it's an unarmored vehicle. I guess they're not a threat to you. Yeah. So you okay. could shoot outside of your hex. Like you got prisoners or something. Infantry manning ordinance cannot fire it during final protective fire except overrun prevention. That's on the whole overrun oh, chart. Right. Okay. The gun then has yes. to fire at it as final protective. But it must add the inherent firepower to the final protective firepower attack. Infantry manning ordinance cannot fire the ordinance during final protective fire, but must add their own guns, shooting pistols, to the final protective fire attack. Yeah, I guess they're just, yeah, they're firing yeah. their pistols instead of the big gun. It's too right. hard to turn it at someone, I guess, or something. Uh, rule 8.312, triple point-blank fire. Teaching an armed, unbroken infantry defender, not in melee, must, after all residual firepower, minefield, OBA attacks, 
then immediately attack any infantry or cavalry multi-man counter unit that enters its location during the movement phase, whether it uses defensive first fire subsequent or final protective. So when someone comes in, right, enters at your location, yeah. you must fire. And you don't have a choice. Exception, who would be exempt from that? That's a tricky one. Um, concealed units? It's tricky. Hidden units? I'll just read this. A single-man counter with a machine gun already marked with first fire. He can't use sustained fire, so he can't. Okay. See, also overrun. Hmm. All such final protective fire and any defensive subsequent first fire must be combined into one mandatory fire group. That's a fact. Now, who may fire during final fire? So it's all the movement, you know, the first subsequent final protective. Now it's final fire. Everyone's done moving. Remember, you get to fire. Who gets to shoot then? Everybody. Who is not marked with a first Final or intensive may oh. fire. Okay. So it's anyone that didn't shoot yet. Yeah. Any such units or weapons that are marked with a first fire counter can also shoot again. Remember if they're adjacent to you in the final fire? Yeah. The guys marked first can fire again, but anyone marked final may not. And anyone who didn't gets to shoot. So you flip the first fire to the final at this time it counts as area though and of course adjacent would be doubled because they can only shoot at adjacent units if you first fired and no one came adjacent to you and now it's final just too bad you don't get to take yeah, your final right. shot okay so may a unit or weapon already marked with a final fire counter fire during final fire no does final fire affect all applicable units in a target location or only those that moved during the final fire or during the movement phase? Or does it affect everybody? It affects everybody. Uh, oh, this right. is why okay. you're faced with that decision. Yes. Do you want to shoot at the guy that moved right. with a subsequent or wait to final fire? Because it's the only way you can then affect everybody. Yeah. So if you wait till final fire, do you get to count the neg two on the guy that moved? No. No, you don't. That's the payoff. Yeah. That's always the dilemma, right? Yeah, that is. Do I shoot? There's already a guy next to me. Yeah. He prepped at me. I didn't break. Now he moves a guy into that hex. Ugh, do I shoot at the mover only or wait till final and hit everybody and lose the neg twos? Yep. Last one, 8.41 for today. I think I didn't check how much more there is. This is what I had in this document. Um Multiple rate of fire. Is any multiple rate of fire weapon, which is not marked with a first, final, intensive, or no fire counter, I guess not marked with any counter, even though it may have fired during first fire, because it still has rate, so it's not marked, is it still in fire entitled to multiple attacks during the final fire? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what you were telling me. It can shoot beyond your normal range, too, and stuff now. Yeah. Any Can it shoot at any target or only the adjacent ones? Any target. Any. And then any weapon marked with a first fire counter and capable of intensifier or sustained fire 
may use such fire for one additional attack during final fire only versus a, I'm just reading this versus adjacent or same hex targets. Boy, my mind is getting fried. <laughs> Any weapon marked for the first fire counter, yeah, and capable of intensive fire, yeah, may use intensive fire for one additional attack. Oh, only versus adjacent or same hex. It's kind of saying the same thing. It has they have to be adjacent yeah. to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if your gun can intensive fire, and during the final fire, it's got to be adjacent again. It can't shoot farther away. Yep. That's what I got. Uh, I got a couple questions for you. All right. Let's try On this. Mm -hmm. If a half squad uses a light machine gun during defensive first fire, can it use both the light machine gun and its inherent firepower during subsequent first fire, final protective fire, subsequent first fire slash final protective fire in the same phase? If a half squad uses a light machine gun during defensive first fire, can it use both the light machine gun and its inherent firepower during the subsequent first fire slash final protective fire? A half phase? squad, you said? Yeah. What do you say, Fifi? We say no. Fifi is correct, and so are you. <sighs> Excellent. No, it can use its light machine gun or its inherent firepower in subsequent first fire. For final protective fire, it must use its light machine gun and cannot use its inherent firepower. Yes, because you can only use one or the other, yeah. basically. Uh, let's see, what else? A half-squad malfunctions its machine gun in subsequent first fire. A uh, full squad? A half-squad. Malfunctions. Malfunctions its machine gun in subsequent first fire. Is the half squad then free to fire inherent firepower as final protective fire since its machine gun is no longer usable? Fluffy? No. Uh, that was, yes. Oh. Fluffy has a speech impediment. Fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. He lied to me. Oh, I misunderstood him. Yeah. Uh, okay. does, a, does a known enemy unit, you're going to love this one. Does a known enemy unit on a stairwell, one level above a unit at ground level in a building, uh, in a building hex, prevent that unit from using subsequent first fire at a unit moving in an adjacent hex? Oh, there's an enemy right down yeah. below you, so that's yeah. adjacent. Right. Does that prevent me from firing at a guy outside the window coming adjacent? Yeah, any adjacent hex. Does it prevent that unit from using final protective fire against adjacent hexes? The guy in the stairwell? If he's... I'm going to say... Well, look at all those dogs outside the window, Jeff. Look at all those. Let's all ask them. them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, no. Yeah. It's crazy oh. here. Doggone crazy. They say, Sit down. They say no. No, yes, they can. Yes, yes it they does. can. Just they can. It does. It yes. does limit it. Yes. Because yeah. you've got an adjacent guy there. And out the window, it's going to be further away if you're up a level. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's not a good adjacent out the window. Yes. Uh, let's see if there's another one here. If a, if a crew slash half squad, if a crew or half squad fires a support weapon with a leader direction, 
and then later fires final protective fire with inherent firepower, the leader can still direct their fire? Um, I'm going to say... What do you say? Yes. That's... <laughs> right? That was a very detailed answer, but yes. He was correct. Good, Fluffy. Does the normal morale check apply to a leader if directing the final protective fire, but where it isn't marked with a final fire counter? Does the normal morale check apply to a leader if directing the final protective fire, but where it isn't marked with a final fire counter? Oh, but he's directing final protective fire. Let's ask the lion. He says no. He is. Oh, the lion's correct. Uh, you're not going to argue with the lion anyway. I'm not arguing I'm, with I'm, the I lion. I'm not. I am going to argue with you, lion. I... Oh. Okay, no, well, I'm not. Okay, last one. Must a captured machine gun be fired when the possessing infantry uses final protective fire at night? Triggering an automatic sniper attack. <laughs> Read it one more time. Oh. Must a captured machine gun be fired when the possessing infantry uses final protective fire at night, triggering an automatic sniper attack? Let's check with the goat. That's a yes. Yes. The goat. Good job, avid. goat. Good job. Very good, goat. Well... I think that's enough uh, for my brain on that particular topic. Excellent. Well, what time do we have? Is that... uh, we're 55 minutes into this show. That's a whole show. Yeah. So the next show, we hope to bring you some Korean War after action reports. I hope to record this weekend. Yep. And then I think machi- start machine guns? teaching. Start machine guns? Oh, yeah. Are we done with that section of rules? Oh, um, I'm just. Oh, you, do you have it open? Can you just turn the page and see what's after eight point four? My notes. Yeah, that's it for eight point four one multiple rate of fire. What's the next rule? Is there? Does it go to nine? No. Yeah, it goes 8. to nine 5? from there. Yep. What's the name of nine? Uh, machine guns. We never. We'll have to check our haven't covered rules yet. I'll yeah. Update it. Yeah. Maybe we didn't ever really technically do machine guns. We never did. So, so. I'll be doing machine guns. All right. Show. Excellent. Wow. Epic. Epic. Yeah, very Thanks good. to all these animals for being here. And these it's new time dogs you have, Jeff, are yeah, so Aren't they nice? Cute. Thank you, Mr. Goat. He's got nothing. What was that? Is that a baby pig out the window? <laughs> There's a pig out the window now. Can we fire oh. final protective fire at him, or do we What's have to fire at the dogs because they're in the same location? Oh, oh man. Dang, Jeff, look at how many there are oh now outside. Gosh. We're going to have to get out of here. We are. I Wait, hope. do you have that? Do you want to, is that your dad's rifle over there? Yeah, yeah we might need that. Are you going to get it? I'll get it. All right. I hate to do this because I'm an animal lover, but Good I, job. I also like shooting a gun. 
Oh, that's the shotgun. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we hope well. every, we we urge everybody to be kind to animals. They're flying away in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Good riddance, you dog pack. You're scaring your animals yeah. here in the house, yeah. Jeff. Woo. Well, in the meantime, boys and girls, roll low and rally, rally well. well. But not when you're playing us or our animals. Correct. That's correct. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.